Christian Life Coaching by Jimmy and Melissa Thrasher. I'm Melissa. Jimmy and I are ordained ministers, and we speak to the spiritual side of mankind. Today's podcast is entitled, I Know You'd Be Proud, The Song, The Project. We have a special treat for you today as we will be talking with one of the songwriters, the artist, one of the publishers, and the label who has created the song, I Know You'd Be Proud, and has placed it into the world to shine hope and encouragement into people's lives who are grieving the loss of a loved one. We have with us today one of the songwriters who wrote the song, I Know You'd Be Proud, my husband, Jimmy Thrasher. Since we included the song in its entirety in this podcast, we wanted to make sure the powers to be both know and understand. The other two co-writers and co-publishers, Corinne McKnight and Tim Pastor, have granted us full permission to use this song in its entirety in this podcast. The artist on this project is Lisa Jason from New York City. Lisa is a clinical mental health counselor and a dance movement therapist. Lisa is also a professional singer, dancer, and performer, and songwriter. So let's get right to it. Jimmy, I'll start with you. Tell me what prompted you to want to co-write I Know You'd Be Proud. This one came from one of the hardest times of my life after losing my late wife, Tammy. The clinical grieving had ended, and the day this song was born was one of those days. It was one of those days I even have now. On this day, I was driving, and as I passed by a corner, I noticed a track hoe was tearing down a building. As I drove further up the road, I noticed three new buildings, and it dawned on me how much the show's area had changed since Tammy had passed. These were new businesses Tammy would have enjoyed shopping and dining at. Then I had this sinking feeling in my stomach. Tammy didn't get to see and enjoy these. Why? Then I began wondering if she could have seen the new businesses springing up all around the shows, what she would have thought. Then I began thinking about all the changes in my life since losing her. I began wondering what she would think about me, how I managed the grieving process, and how I came through it without having caused myself problems or issues. Also, since she passed, my life without her had completely changed. I have changed, so I wondered what she would have thought about me if she could have somehow seen me again, who I've become, and who I am now. As I drove in silence, that question just permeated my thoughts until the answer wrapped me up like a warm blanket. She would be proud. She would be proud. What a beautiful, beautiful story. So deep and so precious. Yes, so you're driving along and you're having all of these thoughts. What is happening in your truck in that space? What is going on at that moment? No words. Wow. Yeah, that experience is a special gift from God, and I'm sure you'll never forget it. Yeah, that is a day I will never forget. Fast forward to the day you stepped into the room with Tim and Corinne to pin those thoughts. Share your memories of that day with our audience, if you will, please. We wrote the song in Tim's condo in Nashville, close to Music Row. It was a beautiful day in June of 2018, and the three of us sat in Tim's living room, which overlooks midtown Nashville through enormous windows. I had already told them the song's title and the story's gist, and they were prepared to co-write with me for where my head was at the time. Corinne grabbed her guitar, and I mentioned that it was four years and six months to the day since Tammy had passed, which then became the song's first line. It's been four years and a hard six months to the day since our Lord in heaven took you away. We continued on through my story and writing the song, and we got a great start that day. On many of our songs, we knocked them out in a three-hour session or less, but on this one, we wanted to take our time and make sure we were expressing every emotion 
of my grief journey from losing Tammy. I am just so thankful to have true, genuine friends like Corinne and Tim who were willing to take that journey with me and remain close friends to this day. On the topic of a person's grief journey and friends, I know you share your experience with clients often who are right in the thick of their grief journey. Talk to us for a few minutes about how lonely and taxing a grief journey is after losing someone so close to you who is a part of you. Yes, when you lose a spouse or a child, someone is who a part of you and who lives in your household. Everything you see, hear, and do is a constant reminder they are no longer there. That is one of the most difficult parts to deal with. And there are so many emotions, understandably, and you have this overwhelming desire to get all of that out. And you're hoping someone can help you make sense of it all. After losing Tammy, I found I had four groups of friends. Group one is the I'll see you later friends. Group two is the this is too much for me to deal with, so I'll see you later friends. Group three is the worst friend you could ever have. And those are the you just need to get over it friends. Group four is the best friend you could ever have. There'll be just a few of these, and those are the true friends. So I'll drill down into these four groups for better insight. Group one, the I'll see you later friends are friends who immediately after the funeral are no longer to be found. My thoughts about this group are that they are married. So as a single person, you no longer fit into that group. And spouses sometimes don't want their husband or wife hanging around with a single person. So those friends sometimes are just immediately gone. Group two, this is too much for me to deal with. So I'll see you later friends are friends who are there with you at first through the funeral for several weeks and maybe several months afterward, but who then begin to distance themselves from you because they've gotten over the loss and they are ready to move on. Continued association with you doesn't allow them to move on. Since moving on to them is more important than walking with you through your grief process, they simply distance themselves from you and eventually vanish from your life. Group three, the you just need to get over it friends, are the worst friends you could ever have. This group is a group that makes you ask Jesus to help you hold your tongue because they will say insensitive things and make you want to say things you know you'll regret. Things like, you'll be fine. I just know it. Time will make things better. I know how you feel. Or the very worst, you just need to get over it. Unless you have lost a child or a spouse, you don't know how that feels. You don't know that you can't just snap your fingers and get over it. It is so hurtful and insulting for someone who has everything in life, a spouse, children at home, great jobs, to tell someone who has lost a wife or a child and subsequently their home, their friends, and their whole way of life that you know how they feel because you don't, or they just need to get over it because they can't. The proper thing to say to a friend who has lost a child or a spouse is, I have no idea how you feel, and I can't imagine, but I do know that I love you, and you are my friend through thick and thin. You can tell me how I can help, and I will do my best to always be here for you, even if it's just to sit and listen. That is all someone grieving needs, and sadly, most often, doesn't have. People grieving the loss of a spouse or a child first need someone in their corner who will listen and pray with them and be there for them. They need your company to go to movies, ball games, car shows, and who will understand when you suddenly have to get up and leave halfway through it. Be that kind of friend for your friend who is fighting grief after losing a child, spouse, or someone who has meant the world to them. And that brings us to group four. Group four is the best kind of friend you can ever have or hope for. True friends. And that is what true friends do. They listen. How 
however long it takes. They listen without looking at their watches to covertly tell you they want to leave. A true friend listens and is there for you regardless. Your grief process is multifaceted, not easily understood, takes a lot of time to process, and is precious to you. It's not something just anyone can be a part of. Though the natural inclination is to tell the whole world everything you're feeling and to find someone who can help you make sense of it all, you need to be very careful with whom you share it. God first, your pastor, a Christian life coach, a group four friend, if you have one, a licensed psychologist, but never a group one, two, or three friend. Jimmy, I just know in my heart some people are listening right now as we speak who are right in the thick of what you just described. My prayer for those dealing with that very situation now is that they will be able to find those in their lives who love them and walk through their grief journey with them. Absolutely, Melissa. And I would like to share a verse that has meant the world to me. Psalm 142 and 2. I pour out before him my complaint. Before him, I tell my trouble. As a child of God, there is no greater peace than knowing that when seemingly no one cares, Jesus does. Not only does he care, but he also commands us to tell him all of our worries, all of our troubles. And we have the assurance that he will never grow tired of hearing about them. He was beaten for our healing and he died for our sins. Jesus is our intercessor, and he will never fail us. What profound truth, hope, and encouragement. Jimmy, thank you for sharing that. I know many listening need to hear that now. Jimmy, jumping back into the process of the song, after the three of you finished writing the song, what came next? We placed a date on our calendars to cut the demo in Nashville, and Corinne was the singer on the demo. The three of us pitched the song to some people we knew, but it didn't get picked up by anyone at first. Later, after having met Lisa and finding out her story is so close to mine, I played the song for her, not as a pitch, but as a ministry opportunity, thinking it might be a personal blessing for Lisa. The rest, as they say, is history. Lisa, what are your thoughts for the first time you heard the song? I couldn't speak. It stopped me in my tracks. My heart began to break, and I just cried. It was so beautiful and heartfelt. I had to sit still and listen. As an artist, what prompted you to want to record I Know You Be Proud, a song that you were not a writer on? I so related to the song from personal experience of loss. And also, as a dear friend of Jimmy's, having heard his story, I felt like others who are suffering the loss of a dear one and feeling alone. This song made me not feel so alone and helped give me hope. So I thought I could record this and Jimmy and I could share it with the world, a world that has been through so much in the past few years with the pandemic and just the great losses we have all suffered. Jimmy, let's dive into the backstory here for a few minutes. You told us earlier where the first line of the song came from. Tell us where the line There's no rhyme or reason for these changing seasons. Where did that line come from? When tragedy strikes our lives, what do we all do? We try to make sense of it. After losing Tammy, I tried to make sense of it for a long time. She was young. She wasn't old. So that didn't make sense. She took great care of herself. She was fit, healthy, one of the healthiest people I knew. So that didn't make sense. She was the sweetest person I knew. Everyone that knew her loved her. So that didn't make sense. I never questioned God, nor will I. But I have tried to figure out why. And that day, in the room, all I could say is there's no rhyme or reason for this change in season. It's been four years and a hard six months. I'll never be the same. This song is so deep, and it comes from so much hurt, pain, emotion, and honesty. Just talking about it almost takes my breath. 
It comes from a very real place where so many people today are going through very similar situations and experiencing very similar feelings and emotions. Jimmy, tell us about the song's chorus and the place in your life that that came from. That day in the room with Tim McCorrin, as I said, had been four and a half years. I was just thinking of all the things I had done in places I had been since she passed. I thought about how absolutely everything in my life had changed and how I have this brand new life. Tim, Corinne, and I crafted these lines out of those thoughts. I've done so many things since you grew your angel wings. Sometimes I still can't believe that I've got a whole new life and it took a long, long time, but my heart finally found a little peace. If you could see my life through my eyes, who I am now, if you could see our kids in that new house, I know you'd be proud. Melissa, if I may, I have a question for the host. In the third verse, there are six lines made up of 42 words. These six lines and 42 words are some of the deepest and most profound words anyone could read. Here they are. God sent me someone so I won't be alone. I haven't been this happy. Now I have a home, but I won't forget you. Please remember me too. God sent me someone so I won't be alone. I'll never let you go. I don't know where to begin. Those six little lines just say so much. These lines and Melissa Thrasher are shining examples to look to for a spouse married to a widower. Melissa, I know a lot of women are reluctant to date a widower, especially one who was married 20 plus years to an amazing wife such as Tammy. What would you say to a lady dating a widower who likes this person, who may even be falling in love, but has reservations about if she could measure up or be compared to the late wife? For me personally, it wasn't a concern because I knew Jimmy had taken the time to heal from the loss of Tammy. He was a whole person. He was very independent. He wasn't looking for me to fix or replace anything in his life. I knew he loved me for me. So I would say to any lady listening right now, if God brings someone across your path who is a widower and you find yourself falling in love with him, please take note of where he is in his grief process. If he's still healing from the loss of his wife, even though it may be years from now, allow him the time he needs to find a new place in his heart for his late wife and make sure he is ready to fully engage in a relationship with you. When doing so, he will be whole, having a new place in his heart for his late wife, fully engaged in the relationship with you, and will love you all the more for giving him the time he needed. Just be yourself. He'll love you for who you are, not for who she was. What advice would you have for a woman who is considering marrying a widower whom she knows will always have a love for his late wife? That love will always be there. It's not anything to feel threatened about. Her love and their former marriage are a part of who your soon-to-be husband is. She helped make him who he is today. Love and respect him with all your heart. What would be some helpful encouragement you could offer for a woman who has just absolutely fallen in love with a widower, much like you did and have with Jimmy? It may take time, but it will be worth the wait. There will be hard days for him, but you'll be right by his side to encourage and love him. Beautiful words of wisdom, so eloquently spoken. Thank you, Lisa, for those kind words. Jimmy, I want to ask you about your words in the chorus. If you could see my life from the other side of the clouds, if you could see my life through my eyes, I have no doubt I know you'd be proud. 
When you lose a spouse, you truly lose a part of yourself. A couple who truly share a life together tend to split duties so that tasks can be completed much quicker, and they can spend more time together. For example, there's work 8 to 10 hours out of your day. There's picking up the groceries after work, dinner, the laundry, paying the bills, mowing the lawn, washing the cars, birthday parties, church, volunteer work, all those things that make life life. And that's if there are no school-aged children in your home. If you have school-aged children, multiply that by two at least. And where it used to be the two of you to carry that load, now it's just you. When I sat down with Tim and Corinne to co-write this song, that's where I was. That was my life. Life for me had changed so drastically, so much more to do. But yet, by the grace of God, I learned how not to only manage, but to thrive. Our dreams of ministry music, now I was doing that. The home we dreamed of building, I now live in. Our daughter doing well in life. Our grandchildren growing into young men and young women. So much change. So many of our dreams coming true. Therefore, the lines. If you could see my life from the other side of the cloud. If you could see my life through my eyes. I have no doubt. I know you'd be proud. Wow. Wow. Well, I've been waiting for this moment, and now it's finally here. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you the song, I Know You Be Proud, in its entirety. It's been four years and a hard six months to the day. Since our Lord in heaven took you away There's no rhyme or reason For these changing seasons It's been four years and a hard six months To the day I'll never be the same I'm still here and Stop chasing all our dreams No matter where I go I know you'll be with me Sitting on the back porch I carry your torch I'm still here and I won't stop chasing all our dreams That's who I'll always be
continue to be amazed by how the three of you crafted those lines and share such a beautiful and enduring story. We are nearing the end of the podcast now, and I would like to hear your closing thoughts, Jimmy and Lisa. Jimmy, after having co-written the song in 2018, and now four years later, what would you like to share as some closing thoughts? My heart always goes out to those who are hurting, and having lost someone so close to you is one of the greatest hurts known to mankind. So I would like to say, if you're listening to this podcast right now, and you're suffering the loss of a loved one, and you're dealing with the aftermath we call grief, I want to say, you are loved. You are loved by the Creator who created you. Though they may be hard to see right now, you're also loved by a remnant of your friends. There may be five or fewer, but they are out there, and if you give them time, they will appear at the right time. There are also strangers that God will send your way to speak hope and encouragement into your lives. Much as you have found this podcast and hear Melissa, Lisa, and I speak hope and encouragement into your life. Also, take the time you need to give yourself rest because you need to heal from this tremendous hardship you are enduring. Each day is a victory and brings you closer to the new life God has for you. And my parting thought is this. Live life each day in such a way that is pleasing to God, that if it were somehow or another possible for your loved ones to get a peek from heaven, that they would be so proud of who you are and how you are living life, who you have become. Live life. Make them proud. Lisa, what would you like to share as some closing thoughts? So beautifully spoken, Jimmy, and so inspirational. My hope is that those of you listening out there who have suffered loss, as Jimmy said, reach out. Reach out to people so that they can love you. You are not alone. And my hope is that you will take this song into your heart. And hopefully that can also become just one part of your healing journey. Lisa and Jimmy, I can't think of anything more important to speak into the world than what the two of you just said. And it is with that that we come to the end of this podcast. If you would like to connect with us, please go to our Facebook page, Christian Life Coaching by Jimmy and Melissa Thrasher. Please like, share, or send comments or questions. Also, please visit our evangelism and missions ministry, Silent Witness Inc. at silentwitnessinc.org to find out what we are doing in evangelism and missions. If you are a business or corporate owner and would like to partner with our podcast show, please contact us to discuss how we can further our callings together. If you visited Silent Witness Inc. and would like to be a part of that work, please consider giving at silentwitnessinc.org. We hope you look to God in His Word for the answers to all of your needs and concerns. And until next time, be sure to be good to yourself and to those around you. Thank you.